Today's episode is from a new podcast I have started to co-host called Drive to Wealth. Check it out. You can work for somebody while you build something for yourself. Welcome back, lads. Main topic for the day is working for someone else. I see a lot of entrepreneurship pages and theme pages on TikTok and Instagram, and they all say quit the nine to five. It's bad. It's the worst thing you can do um, on this planet. And I think I disagree with this because it has a purpose. But let me t- uh, let me just ask you this: What do you think of working for someone else? I think that working for someone else, yes, there's a lot of hatred towards it uh, from people that, funnily enough, probably employ people themselves. I think that really we have to look at it um, more on a person by person basis. Now, working for someone else is not bad. Um, that's working for someone else. If you were to say it's it's bad and just put a blanket approach, I heavily disagree with that. Um, it really depends on the on you as an individual. I have worked for someone else. I have also worked for myself. I could tell you which one I prefer, but then there's also positives and negatives to each, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree with you it has always i think working for someone else has always benefits as long as you do it on purpose it sounds stupid but i think if you try to discover a new skill if you want to have some inspiration if you want to uh, master a skill i think working for somebody is the best way to learn as you go and earn the money on like the, the money is the side effect i would say yeah exactly i mean it provides you with a, with a means to essentially feed yourself yeah. um because not everyone has got so many thousands of pounds or dollars or tens of thousands whatever in savings which allows them to go and take up ventures by themselves where there may not be any monetary input essentially for a considerable amount of times even years or okay. up to a decade potentially so working for someone else allows you to obviously have that uh, salary that feeds you at the same time as dipping your toe into a potentially larger business, which deals with many different people, including staff, suppliers, customers and things like this. And also you you learn you learn their mistakes, you learn how things work, how supplier relationships work, how supplier customer relationships work, what sorts of terms that you would have, like assuming that obviously you're working in a business that you perhaps uh, had the idea at one point in time that you would want to start your own business in that industry. Yeah. Now I say that because obviously, like, look, if I were to say to myself, "Oh, I want to start," um, I don't know, um, I want to start an estate agency. Perhaps it would be a good idea, obviously, to work in an estate agency, and then from working in that estate agency, I would understand: is this something that I would actually want to do myself and build from the ground up? Yeah, I agree. And uh, I guess I just want to, okay, let's let's do this. I have a story here because I went from a mechanic to an agency owner and this is a widespread of, okay, working on cars and all of a sudden he's in marketing and doing like just computer work, right? So let's, let's I want to dive into the story where I come from and I give you for every section of uh of my life and the process to it and I tell you what the benefits were from the from that story so I started as a mechanic 
as an apprenticeship for about three years. And I started doing the apprenticeship. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I did not know what to do. <laughs> I did not know what I'm interested in. I had no passion for anything. I had no real plans for the future. I did not know where to start in life. So my mom, thanks mom, uh, for pushing me to get into this because it was a friend of my dad's side and I just started working there. During this process, I had my first mentor and he taught me one thing that he said, okay, never stop learning. I thought back in the days it was just related to this, to my apprenticeship because I started the apprenticeship. I was new to this thing and I just didn't know what, yeah, what, what to do. And he just said, never stop learning. And later in life, I discovered, okay, this is not even just related to the apprenticeship or to the business I worked at. It was in life, you always should be curious about certain things. So I learned basically all of the ins and outs from the dealership. I understood to manage people. And within five years, I became a shop manager. And uh, that's crazy because usually you're not becoming a shop manager with an uh, age of 21. It's not a thing, at least not in Germany. And after I graduated from the master tech school that allows me to start my own shop, I did that because I discovered, okay, I know everything and let's just go for it. So I quit the job. I launched my detailing business because I thought it's just the easiest thing to do. You just detail, make some money and, you know, go from there. While the process and everything was fine because I knew uh, to deliver quality service, I did not know anything about marketing and sales and brand positioning, pricing strategies, etc. So everything on the sales perspective, how to build something from scratch. I was a newbie. I did not know what to do. So fast forward uh, nine months, I had to close the business. It failed miserably. Um, but I'm proud of it because it taught me a lot of things that I need to work on marketing and sales. And this is essential for any business to do marketing and sales. And if you don't know any of those things, you better get this game right. Um, from that on, I started working at a development company. So this is funny because one of my friends, she worked at a BMW development company and all they did was design and technology advanced um, products for BMW and the Volkswagen group. Uh, no, they're not together as a company, but this was the clientele, what the business, uh, the company I worked for was mainly focusing on. I worked there as a team lead for the website development for the internal onboarding experience. So it's basically not even something that the consumer sees. It's just for the company itself. But I had the chance to see brand positioning, the marketing strategies, how they present different products in different markets. Uh, so not just Germany, so it's really on a global scale. And I was very impressed by it. And I learned everything, but I was not really, I didn't feel ready to start a new business uh, just because I was so, I guess, afraid to fail again. So I moved to the US, I wanted to learn English. That was my deepest desire to learn English. And I started working at Mercedes-Benz where I had the opportunity to go to all the different um, 
departments, and I just discovered all the different, um, the all different. And I okay, and I discovered all the differences what I learned from the development company from the different markets from brand positioning standpoint, and I saw everything made sense now. I could tie this all together. And so the only last piece I missed was sales. And one other mentor I met there, he was a multimillionaire. And he said, sales is one of the most important skills you need to make anything work. Regardless if you start a business or not, if you're a salesperson and you understand sales, this is how you become successful in life. And obviously I tried to become successful at that point. And I started working at a sales organization for chemicals. And so I learned B2B sales. And from that on, I said, okay, now I think I'm ready to start something. And this is how I got into the start my agency. I learned marketing. I fell in love with marketing because it's very creative. It has a lot to do with understand the other party you need to understand and present yourself as appealing as possible to the audience you try to reach. And I think this shows that working for somebody is just a journey to wherever you want to go in life. So yeah, exactly. It, it can be used as a stepping stone. And it's exactly what you were saying at the beginning is working for somebody else. It can work very, very well if you have sort of a goal so ie i mean i work for someone else and i learn um accountancy so i spent some time of my life working for someone else and making someone else richer um and providing more value than i was paid for to do but in exchange for that yeah you learn and um and then you have a salary all, all the uh, time I want to quickly touch on sales and marketing because I think that perhaps we should do another episode on this, but it is very important. Sales and marketing is very important. And I've always heard the analogy, which has stuck with me, that marketing is sort of getting people through the door into your shop and sales is sort of like actually selling. You can have the best product in the world if you can't sell, if no one's coming through that door and um, coming to your web page. The door is obviously an analogy for either a physical shop or a web page or coming to you personally as a consultant whatever it may be if people if you don't have that streamline of people coming in and then if you can't close the sale i.e affirm with them they already want to buy something when they've come in most of the time but if you can't affirm with them that you are the right person in whatever it is to be part for people to part them with their money then you're not going to, you could have the best thing in the world, but no one's going to buy it. So sales and marketing is absolutely essential. It's one of the key things that uh, anyone should learn. And even if you're working for someone else to market yourself, to sell yourself yeah. uh, in a job interview, you know, when you're asking for a raise, when you've got 10 other colleagues next to you and you're telling your boss that you should be the manager. Um, so it can be useful for anyone. Yeah, really, I agree. Right? And I think we can just uh, piggyback on this and just list the pros. Uh, do you have some specific pros you think it is better to be working for somebody else than yeah, learning 100%. It on There are definitely are some massive benefits for working for someone else. And the biggest one is obviously you have a guaranteed pay, almost, <laughs> it's an almost guaranteed payout, right? Every single month. Yeah. So you know 
the second pro is, is you clock in at nine, you leave at five or thereabouts. Maybe there's a bit of overtime here or there. But as soon as you leave, you don't have to worry about that business. As a business owner, you could be working stupid hours, right? Especially at the beginning. And if you don't get your crap, you don't get your ducks in a row, then you will be doing that forever. And you're essentially replacing a job for an even worse job. And that's one of the, before we get into working for yourself and the pros and cons of that. But essentially, yeah, you have an almost guaranteed um, pay slip every single month, yeah. which can help you keep your head above water, help you eat and all these sorts of things. I agree. You also can have some certain benefits. You maybe even will get a work laptop, a work phone, yeah. travel allowance. Um, you know, you're clocking at nine, you leave at five and then you don't have to worry about it. Um, there's other also benefits, especially in the UK, is that you don't have to do a tax return. Everything's already sorted out for you. You oh, receive really? your money. Yeah, you actually. So if you're working for someone else under what they call PAYE, pay as you earn, what happens? So maybe you didn't know this. Um, so what happens is you it's a little bit stupid in some ways. But so essentially what happens is that the employer will put on your pay slip the gross amount and then they will deduct the tax. So say you earn two grand a month. Right. So your pay slip will say two grand and then they will deduct the tax and keep the tax in an account and um, pay you the net of tax. So i.e., they have they have tax and national insurance. So we'll just call it all tax for now to make things easy. And then they calculate at a different rate. So then you might after that, you might have, I don't know, seventeen hundred pound left. So they'll pay you the seventeen hundred pound. Three hundred pound will go directly to um, the tax people, HMRC, essentially, mm. which means that people are getting paid net of tax, yes, and they don't have to necessarily, you know, save that money. Whereas if you're working for yourself, you are collecting all that money night and then your year end, say your year end is March, right? Every single yeah. year, your financial year end is March. You then have to submit a tax return by January, January of the following year. So here we have March 22, all due by January 23, right? So in so you have nine months, but then you have to pay tax based on that previous year. So that would be April twenty one to March twenty two. You pay the tax for that year in by January twenty. You could do it before, but the yeah. deadline is January twenty three, right? End of January twenty three, which can before we. I want to you know actually take some time to go through all the pros and cons of working for yourself separately, but in this country then you can be put in a bit of a sticky situation because that money's come and gone, right? Yeah. Which means that the tax associated with that could be come and, could have come and gone as well. Yeah. So if you're actually on top of things and you manage your money correctly, you may, as you're earning this money, create a separate tax account, create monthly management accounts. Now, if you're actually clever, what you'll do is you'll build up a tax shield. So essentially, in year one to three of building up your own business, you would uh, create as many possible expenses and you would create a loss in the first year of a significant amount. That loss is therefore then is carried forward indefinitely and then you won't pay tax and you continuously won't pay tax. Okay. So when you hear big businesses and things like that, oh, they don't pay tax. Yeah, it's probably because they spent a hell of a lot of their own money at the at the beginning and it's like, you know, in some of my companies, I don't pay tax because I built up a tax shield yeah. and I rightfully shouldn't pay tax. 
um, because I lost a lot of money at the beginning. <laughs> I think I think we all do. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a crash course on uh, on, on tax, but yeah. Uh, can you tell us some other pros of working for someone else? Yes, uh, I would go with you learn systems and you can A/B test systems. Uh, what I mean by that is. For example, there's a system place. I think this is a also a con. I, I also have to jump around now, just just a bit. If you start a business, you don't have any systems, so you need to create systems from scratch. And sometimes those systems mm. are great when you create, and sometimes they absolutely suck. Um, and I say it because I feel it every single time when I have or when I do run my agency. There are some systems I wish I could just copy and paste from somebody because I don't know certain things that I need. And then you go as and modify mm. your your um, your strategies or systems versus if you work for somebody, you learn a system. Yes, it's biased towards whoever built the system. However, if it works and it just works, right? You just question why does it work? and see how you can improve. So if you start your mm -hmm. own thing, then you can just copy and paste the system you fully understood why it worked and how well it worked. And then you can try yeah. your, your, you know, your A-B testing strategies of maybe I tweak this a little bit, maybe I tweak this, but essentially you learn systems, you can just understand and put some time into and some effort to make it work within the company and then you have something, a blueprint, essentially, for yourself. I think this is one of the biggest things I learned for myself. Um, exactly. I think that we need, to, we need to separate this out a little bit, though, because, yes, this, this is a pro for working for someone else, but it's only a pro. So, look, first of all, you've got to look, what do I actually want? And this can change, and it's a very hard question to answer, and it can change throughout your life. Um, and it certainly has for me many times. But... If you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, I'm going to work for someone else to essentially build up essentially a nest egg. So then I have enough savings to again, then go and start my own business. Then yes, you can look at their systems if you're going to go and work. And you can obviously, even if it's in a different industry, you still can learn things. You can learn of those systems, learn the mistakes of those systems, improve those systems made by uh, when, so make your own systems using those systems as a base and makes certain improvements. But that's only a positive if you do have the end goal of then going on and doing your own thing, right? So for anyone that just wants to work in a nine, nine to five for the rest of their life, fair enough. Look, I'm not here to say that, that is a good thing or a bad thing. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is for some people and it isn't for some people. So for me, it's, you know, it's not really something for me. For a lot of people, though, it's something that they want because they want that quote unquote job security. Now, I do say quote unquote because, um, well, should we move on to the cons? Uh, I think well, I want two, two more things because I think it has, yeah. it, has, uh, it has benefits to it. Um, next is, actually, do, do you have one more pro uh, just from, from your side? Um. Go on, I'll have a think. If something comes to mind, then I can say, go on, what are the pros that you have? Uh, the pro is that you can discover things that you just don't like enjoying doing. So before you invest 
thousands of dollars or thousands of euros or thousands of pounds into let's say a detailing business or like a, a shop and you discover you know i don't like cars at all why am i ever even doing this so if you invested all this money uh, it's hard to yeah. just walk away but if you just start working somewhere and you discover okay yeah, I like you this. can easily walk away and it's a very good way and i've done this personally it's a very good way of dipping your toe in the water yeah especially if you can do like volunteer work even if you don't need the money for example so like one example of mine is that i did um i worked for about two weeks in an optic i don't know was it two weeks or a month uh, for a small amount of time i worked for a small amount of time in an optician's because i thought i wanted to be an optometrist mm -hmm. and then i realized that is not for me at all and then <laughs> and then I, i've worked in other industries as well which um you know you can potentially fall back on you can potentially say you know if i need a little bit of extra cash i could do this and you build up the experience right so if you look at yourself and you say okay look firstly we don't know all of the industries that are out there so that's number one is we don't know everything that's out there yeah uh you know you may really really enjoy doing um i don't know um creating medicine or something like that but if you never knew that that existed then how would you know to go and tr try that yeah so you can sort of get a blank piece of paper and say okay perhaps i want to be an engineer in xyz perhaps i want to be an accountant perhaps i want to do this that and whatever yeah. and it's very easy to say okay uh over the next three years of my life let's just take three month blocks and just work for someone else for three month blocks in all these different industries until i find out what is actually i want to do and now that may not be i want to go and build my own business in this industry it could be i want to actually work for someone else in this industry because there are another pro in fact is that obviously you have economies of scale working for someone else is you're working for potentially a large business who has already got all the suppliers and everything in there and you can learn off all of those things. You can learn the mistakes. You can learn how it works as a big business. You can learn, you can learn how um, the dynamics are between different people. I think one of the biggest things in businesses is the culture. And uh, it's even more so now than it has ever been before because uh, the new generations that are working in companies, they're not, they're not so fixated on, um, is, you know, the bosses can't turn around anymore not so much anymore and say do what i tell you to do because i pay you to do it yeah. a lot of people would just leave if someone were to say that and they want somewhere that is um a friendly working environment yeah. perhaps they give them some free drinks and coffees and a hundred cigarette breaks and all of this sort of stuff i mean one of my friends in fact just told me um that his company is being bought out by another big by a quite a large company i'm not going to mention the names here um but his company is being bought out and they're producing share options, which is another benefit, of course. Even if you don't understand, it sounds good. If you, if you don't understand what shares are, then it sounds good, right? Something that you're getting that you weren't getting before. Yeah. And they've also introduced for him every two weeks he gets a Friday off. And uh, things like this, they go a long, long way. And when you have, if you can get people, staff to be happy and uh, they're going to be much more productive right rather than the sort of strict approach do what i do yes. do what i tell you because i tell you to do it and i'm your boss yeah yeah and i just one quick last one because i think it's also worth mentioning uh you can work for somebody while you build something for yourself 
uh, yeah. the well-known side hustle. Uh, I think this is the one of the biggest pros, actually, when I think about it. Mm. The workplace you work at, this is not what you were you will end up it's more a support that you have like the income stone. and you can build your own little empire for example i think mm -hmm. this is also a pro to just think of uh yes i work at a nine to five yes i work in a uh in a restaurant for example me i, st I still work in a restaurant uh, on a weekend um just for like five hours um, per day but it's just something i do because I focus fully on scaling the business. I don't take any money from my business. So I just mm -hmm. support my my basic needs from the, the work and yeah. the restaurant. And of course, we still need to eat, right? Yeah. While we're doing all of this stuff. And perhaps our side hustle isn't making money for yeah. a considerable amount of time. And exactly. in the meantime, yeah, we have a nine to five on the table, which, which can feed us. It could yes. be a part-time job. It could be a full... I mean, this is exactly what I've done throughout the multiple jobs I've had. Is yeah. building my own businesses. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's move on to the cons. Um, what do you have in mind? What do you? Let's list like so, three. three well, you're ones. working towards someone else's financial independence. There's the old saying: uh, your boss is never going to pay you enough to live next door to him. And the other one is that comes to mind is um, it's like oh, your boss has come to work in a new Lambo. And uh, and he turns around to you and he says, if you work really hard next year, or if you work, sorry, if you he comes to work in a new Lambo, and he said, turns around and he says, oh, if you work really hard this year, I'll be able to buy myself another one next year. Interesting. Right? Interesting. I think that's one of the biggest cons, is you are looking, you're working in a nine to five, and you're looking at your boss there, who potentially even looks, seemingly looks like he does less work. Now, I say seemingly because at one point in time, he maybe does do more work. Perhaps he does more income producing work. Perhaps he does more higher value tasks rather than just, you know, admin tasks and the, the legwork. Um, and it can build up some potential jealousy, you know, envy, these sorts of things when you're looking at your boss and you're singing, I work harder than him potentially, and why does he? Why is he able to buy brand new cars all the time and all of this yeah. crap? Right now, I want to say that you you never really see everything, right? You never really see what's actually going on in anyone's life. Um, so, from your perception, you may be jealous and thinking those sorts of things. Another con is that it can be monotonous, depending on the job. Um, I've had some monotonous jobs in the past they are um almost soul destroying sometimes and uh you can i've met people that have been working for tesco for example or some supermarket for 30 years and uh you ask turn around to them and you say you've been working here for 30 years so when are you becoming manager and all of them will turn around to you and say I never want to do that managerial position. I never want that responsibility, which is actually, to be honest, that is actually a pro as well of working for someone else is that if you don't want the managerial position, you don't want the extra yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, if you want the rewards, you're going to do, if you want rewards that most people don't have, you're going to have to do work that most people don't do. Yeah, I agree. And it's as simple as that. And look, it's not for everyone. It's 100% is not for everyone. The amount of work and hours that I've put in 
to my businesses over the years, it's inconceivable for some people to be able to do that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for you as well. Yes. Um, one last con before I hand you over the mic. Um, <laughs> you can... The, the One of the... Actually, to be honest, this is probably one of the biggest cons for me, is you're relying on someone else to put food on your table. And we all know that your boss can pretty much replace you anytime. And that can be scary. In the US, I know that the employment laws aren't great. In the UK, it's different. You do have more and Correct. more rights the longer you learn, you work for someone else. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, you could be laid off. I mean, how many people got laid off during COVID? Who knows? Even right now, uh, as of today, we have November as of recording right now, uh, people are laying off 20%, 30%, 50% of staff uh, from tech companies, from investment companies, from banks. Uh, yeah, it's it's not safe. It's definitely not safe. But yeah, continue. Or is are you done with it? Yeah, so go on. Tell me some cons as well. All right. So I think the biggest, and uh, let's just address the elephant in the room, it's the freedom, quote, unquote. And I put this quote, unquote, um, really big and bold because freedom is not the way you think it is as it's presented in social media. It's not that you sit in Bali and on the beach have a pina colada going on and just like, oh, you know, I have the freedom work from like from anywhere. This is not really how things work. I talked to a content. You can get to that point. You can get to it. Yes. But look, I want to just sorry, touch base on look, what you see on social media is, is again, it's only one side of things. Yeah. You don't see it all. You can get to that point, but it's very, very likely that you're going to have to put a hell of a lot of work in. And most people just simply aren't willing to do that. Yes. Sorry, go on. Yes. Uh, and it's not even it's not even this. So I talked to so one of my friends, she is uh, she also lives in the UK or used to live in the UK. She lives now in Bali. And she told me firsthand that all those influencers who are in Bali and sitting on the beach, they're sitting on the beach for exactly 15 minutes, post their story and make some content on the beach, but then are in the bungalows and just work their asses off for 20 plus hours. This is why I say this is what you see and portray on social media. This is not what you should focus on in terms of freedom. It's not. Yes, the freedom that you can relocate as you wish, this is your freedom, but don't assume that the freedom is not working because that's not the case. Um, there's Tim Ferriss who has the four hour work week. He has a really nice way of putting things. And yes, he is living a very nice living lifestyle, but he also says it takes a lot of upfront work. And I think, but well, we're talking about the cons though. So this is just what, what I want to point out. So working, the cons for working for somebody else is you are not able to have the freedom to relocate as you wish. So if you want to move to the United States, as I did, I have to look for another job. I have to look for another employer. I have to put everything together, write my resume or my CV. Um, there's a language barrier eventually, so you need to learn the language. So those things are yeah that's it's a pain so it's a really con to just work for somebody you cannot just relocate 
another thing I say is the salary or the wages you make is the compromise essentially of giving up your dreams if you want to step into the career ladder. What I mean by, what I mean by that is one of my friends, he also worked for a company that got acquired by uh, Samsung and he gets a really nice paycheck. Uh, he's in the mid six figures now. He's in the same age as I am. He lives a way more comfortable life as I do. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he lives in Germany, so he is, has those uh, working benefits as an employee, as you mentioned earlier. Um, so he has a very comfortable life, and this is the con. If you get a really nice salary, you're more likely to give up your dreams if you have your dream to be an entrepreneur, or if you dream to have your own investment firm or your your own business if you have that and you have that sort of income with the disposable money you will get too comfortable and don't pursue your your dreams because you see you get six figures you work 30 hours a week this is what he does he works 30 hours he gets uh, 39 days off a year paid uh, because he lives in Germany, he also has the benefit of PTO, which is paid time off. But here in, 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 in the United States, it's called also sick days. So he has six weeks of paid time off in terms of sick days. And he has paid vacation or holiday. Why should he start doing something? Like, why should he step down and start working 60 hours, 70 hours a week to start his mm. own thing? to build something from scratch. I think another con as well there is like, yeah, you can have a very nice cushy job. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's the really, they could drop you at any time. So what the hell are you going to do with your, all of your cars and all of your monthly payments that are probably on lease and so many thousands of pounds of dollars going out every single month Yes. on a house, on like a two, you know, all these luxury items, right? If you lose your job, you're screwed. Yes. And it's uh, going to be a big wake up call. I agree. And so the, Last con, I think you already mentioned it, but I just want to re-emphasize on this. Uh, you are reliant on one source of income. Yeah. Uh, you have no control how much you will get paid. And I give you an example of my recent job as a salesperson. I made six figures with uh, the company I worked for as a sales. I got commission, but then COVID hit. COVID destroyed pretty much the business I worked at because my pay was 75% commission based, which means because COVID uh, businesses shut down and it was pretty much no sales at all, I only made 25% of my regular income, which had a huge impact of how I live and gave me huge amounts of anxiety to tackle that kind of financial burden. And mm. if I have my own business, I could decide whether I still sell or not. I can decide to market or not. Uh, I can decide to expand my spectrum of products or services. It's always on me. But as an employee, I had no rights to go out and say, hey, I want to expand in a different niche because they are still open. But to the people I used to sell, they were closed. So I. I had no freedom. I had to sit there and just accept the fact that I was not making any sales 
for however long. And I think this is like a like big con that you should be aware of. You are you have no rights and opportunities to expand your field of service. Um, yeah. And it's just to hop into pros and cons, I would say, because we are getting to uh, our 30 minute mark here. So let's keep it keep it shorter than last I think, time. Yeah, before we, <laughs> before before we do move on, I want to put one more in the mix. Okay. Uh, okay. Briefly, um, that a con is a con of working for someone else, but a pro of working for yourself, and that is that money management skills. So if you're working for yourself, you are forced to learn money management skills. However, you're less likely to learn that if you're working for someone else. Now, I'd encourage everyone to learn money management skills because at the end of the day. A pro of working nine to five at someone with some for someone else, sorry, is that you can, if you know how to manage money, you can very easily retire early and you can very easily build yourself a nice good pension and um, become financially independent. That is to say, you're not reliant on someone else anymore for your food on the table. Um, but when you are, but then you are less likely to learn it. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if you are doing your own sort of thing, then you're more likely to say, okay, I had a grand come in, let's build some cash reserves. So, like, with COVID hitting, right, if you had your own business, you could have cash reserves. You could have looked at the situation and be like, okay, XYZ is changing, income and expenses are changing in projected ways, which we'll review weekly or monthly or however often you see fit. And you basically manage it. And you manage that risk by making more money, cash reserves, selling assets, things like this. Yeah. So pros and cons of working for yourself. So obviously the biggest pro is quote unquote freedom again, right? Is that you're not reliant on someone else for putting food on the table, that you can do what you want, you can work when you want, but then it's obviously reflective of how much work you get, of how much money you bring in. Like some days, for example, you know, you, you can book days off, but a lot of people that work for themselves don't they actually replace a full-time job with almost two full-time jobs working from yeah. 40 hours a week say to 60 to 80 hours a week and we've all heard stories about elon musk and people like that sleeping at the office and um look you don't have to build an, a billion dollar company an international billion dollar company over the next 30 years you could very easily anyone can build their own business and uh, eventually hire staff on a five to ten year you know timeline to the point at which it's running without the need for you in there yes and that is the ultimate goal for most people uh, if you are starting your own business is essentially to control your income and uh, and then eventually get staff in and and remove yourself from the legwork correct uh, for me, the pros and cons for working for yourself is you can steer the direction as you wish. Uh, it is a pro and it is a con because if you need to steer, that basically means you don't make the money you wish or you are struggling with something. So this is obviously a con, but you have the freedom to change the direction uh, where you're going. And I think this is a pro. Because in my opinion, what I do now is, yes, I do have my agency, but my agency is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. It just brings me to a point where I can do what I really want to do. 
and that takes a lot of work that takes um, multiple businesses that capture the audience I want or I want to be in an industry known for it so that gives me opportunities that gets me into where I want to get into uh, which is motorsport and yeah so you, you have the pro that you can steer uh, you can steer into the direction and if you don't like the the task you're doing you can just simply switch the direction and i think this is a huge pro uh, in terms of a con it is always your obligation and responsibility to make the money there's nobody else selling for you yeah uh, in terms of all falls on your all falls on your head yes and that means you have to hire salespeople if you suck at sales you have to hire the marketing if you don't like marketing uh, you have to hire managers to hire and fire people if you don't like this um, you have to do the taxes or you hire a CPA if you don't like it so you everything is on you and you have you are responsible for every single bit of the the operation yeah. you're running uh, so it comes with with a price um, but the rewards are even greater I would say and it's it's worth the fight but if you don't want it uh, like my friend he is uh, working for Samsung now he lives a very nice life he works as a software engineer and all he does is just sitting his 30 hours a week and he has a really comfortable salary so if you want to do not work to for, for yourself that's absolutely fine I mean that's there's nothing bad about it it's just you need to understand the consequences that come along and if you're aware of this and you can make your own decision on this and your own opinion which this podcast is trying to give you here two different perspectives and you form your own opinion on this exactly i think yeah we can start to wrap up and summarize this essentially yeah. look at the end of the day you just need to sort of take it you just need to take it on uh on a longer term view and say whether you want to work for someone else or you want to work for yourself or you want to try both do a little bit of them both at the same time look it's all doable but it's only at the point in time when you decide this is what i'm going to do and here's the plan in place I would, I would actually encourage people, if you are just starting out, perhaps in your late teens or early 20s, is yes, go and get a job. Learn what it is like to have that work ethic where you're forced to then work nine to five, right? Yeah. And then do that in as many industries as possible. Because like I say, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. If I didn't know that, you know, certain industries are out there, then how do I know if that's going to be my passion or not? And look... Passion is something that's thrown about all the time, and uh, the the reality is is that you may not find it, but we can try our best, yep. and the way to do that is dabble as much as possible, dip your toe in as many different industries as possible, and hopefully something will stick. I mean, you know, you throw you throw enough shit at the wall, something's gonna stick, and um, hopefully something does stick for you, and. Uh, it may stick for you for the next five years and then you decide actually I found something better and great. Yeah. It's about keeping your eyes open, keeping your options open, right. understanding that there are pros and cons of anything in life, right? Yeah. There's pros and cons of everything and we can't, 
restrict ourselves uh, to a point at which where we are constantly at, we're over analyzing and then we are uh, we essentially get paralysis by analysis. Yes. So just start something, right? Yeah. This is easier than it's easier now than ever before to start your own business. Yes. But there are also a lot more options, which means that you can have that paralysis by analysis. Yeah. So, you know, just start. Yeah. Um, I've personally built businesses while working for someone else. I've worked for someone else. I still work for someone else. And um, but however, again, it's not the end goal. And yeah. um, perhaps I may go and work for some, you know, you could say, you know, you have your own business. Imagine you had your own business. You've been building that up over the last few years. Would you be then opposed if a larger business, perhaps an international business, approaches you and says, we would like to now buy out your business, but we want you to still work in the business? Yeah. Now, that's another option, right? That you're kind of in your own business, but then you've been bought out by a large business. Perhaps it's 50-50 shareholding or something maybe more or less, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and these are things that can happen. And these are things I know personally, people where they have had their own businesses and they have been bought out by larger companies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, keep your, keep your eyes open. Yeah. What, here, what, is here good, what is here and good for you today may not be here and good for you tomorrow. And something better may come around the corner. So just keep the options open. Yeah. And... Um, Whatever you want to do, it's neither good or nor, nor bad, it's just is. And it really depends on you as an individual. What do I want? Comes back to that age-old question, what do I want? I agree. And my two cents for this, uh, and then we can uh, let you guys go. But essentially what I want you to do is, if you look for a job, if you work for somebody and you want to start something on your own and you don't know where to start and you kind of have this desire of starting something for yourself that's good keep this write this down keep this really memorized because you will start to forget once the salary becomes too comfortable for you and that's why my two cents for you is work for somebody in intention to learn something if it's a skill mm. if it's um, a industry if it's connection and networking who knows mm. but be intentional of what job you're trying to get if you have a dream to be yourself uh, like an entrepreneur so be intentional do something intentionally Sometimes you don't make the money you really want to, but basically all you need is the basic needs and the skills. Once you have the skills, you can pursue a new kind of, you know, job to learn new skills. But be intentional. That's my two cents, and I think uh, we wrap this up here now. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, for watching, uh, listening along, watching along. If you haven't seen our videos on YouTube link down below and uh, if you are not listening to our podcast but watch our videos check out our podcast also link down in the description and we go from there